close enough. <laughs> this is going to be in our top five most in sync episodes so far. Yes, absolutely. Not as in sync as me, Grace, and Alden. True. That that was a really in sync episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Duel of the Takes. Today, we are joined by friend of the show. Uh, you may know her clothing brand as Sad Eyes, or you may know her as Julie. But uh, we're here to talk conspiracy theories again to celebrate the 4th of July. Nothing quite like the independence of our country and conspiracy theories go together. So, Julie, welcome back. Thank you so much, Nate. That was a great intro. I appreciate it. I'm super happy to be back here with y'all a year later talking about conspiracy theories. Oh, hell yeah. Happy birthday, America. The like bicentennial and a half is coming up soon. People in PA are already celebrating, right, Josh? (laughs) I think the MLB All-Star game that year is going to be in Philadelphia. Oh, that's going to be a problem. (laughs) I'm down for some cheesesteak. Cheesesteak's always solid. Uh, I was in Philadelphia a week ago today. We got (laughs) cheesesteak. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We saw saw Corella. Yeah, we did. Have you seen Corella yet, I have not. I don't have Disney prime i'm too lazy to go to the movies low-key yeah fuck disney prime uh but when you get the chance watch that movie you will really like it i saw the ad where she was like what is your name and she's like cruella (laughs) dude it's a lot (laughs) we've got less conspiracy theories this time than last time i decided 16 would be a good number i didn't want us to uh you know, go on too long uh, with these crazy ideas. But so far, we have the same tiers as last time. Based, meaning it's pretty believable. Maybe more of a conspiracy fact than a conspiracy theory. Then we've got plausible. You know, maybe it's maybe it's real. I'm starting to buy into it. Let's peep this out. We need more information. We need to see what it's all about. Lay off the weed. This, this is just not a very believable conspiracy theory. It was just a prank. This is literally just funny. And then, okay, that's enough. Um, you know, this isn't even funny. Wait, what about it was just a prank? He said it was just a prank. Yeah, I, th- I think I said that, Josh. Wow. Yikes. I had a momento moment. We're starting off with a, uh, with a bit of a classic. Walt Disney's body is cryogenically frozen. Despite what messages you think all the Disney on Ice shows and the Frozen franchise suggest, Walt Disney's body was never cryogenically frozen, so he could have been reanimated in the future. It's the Walt the Walt Icicle myth that just won't die, and it's all thanks to Bob Nelson, the president of the uh, Chironic Society of California, who revealed to the LA Times in 1972 that Walt Disney Studios had inquired about the freezing process just before... Disney had died in 1966 in 2012 and a move to shut down all Disney related rumors. His daughter, Diane Disney Miller opened the Walt Disney family museum in San Francisco, noting that young kids would ask her own kids. My mother said your grandfather was anti-Semitic or your grandfather is frozen. Isn't he? How do we feel about, uh, about this? It sounds like the Disney family is very active to shut down this conspiracy theory. I would say that I haven't been to enough Disney parks, so I would say let's peep this out. Because um, if I get into the parks a little bit more, I'll be able to see, kind of sneak around. Uh, Josh, you have spent literally decades of your life inside <laughs> of Disney parks, so what's your what's your take? All two decades of my life. I think it's always been like a, f- a, f- a funny thing to talk about the whole frozen head theory i mean there's been so many reference references to it in media and different movies or tv shows the one thing i could think of when i think of it i think of the batman animated series where 
a they took Mr. Freeze's head and gave him like little like spider like metal legs with it. And that's what I imagine they would they they would do it while Disney's frozen head in the future if this thing was actually true. It kind of makes me want to think it's just a prank because of it's kind of just become a joke at this point. I feel like there's some plausibility to it just because like Walt Disney was always like ahead of the curve in terms of like science and technologies. Like he always was thinking about the future. Yeah, I don't think it's out of the question. And because he knew that he was terminally ill beforehand, it sounds like a smart way to kind of self-preserve. I don't think his family would be trying to shut it down as much if it wasn't true. Yeah. And the fact that there's Easter eggs all throughout like pop culture, like I feel like it's it's surprisingly believable. I agree. Like Medusa's head. Like, anyone who goes and sees his body is, like, frozen or something. Like, not stone, but, like, stuck. They're, they go into the movie. Oh, my God. Their souls are trapped inside Disney movies. You, you get stuck inside of, like, Steamboat Willie. <laughs> <laughs> That's where all the people in the Small World ride come from. Oh, shit. That sounds like a good horror movie. <laughs> I think that this belongs in Let's Peep This Out, personally. Yeah, that seems pretty good. I'm with that. Damn. I guess I'll be the only one that's like, uh, we should lay off the weed. Don't tell me what to do. It's definitely on that line. It's like, it's probably the bottom of let's peep this out, in my opinion. Yeah. All right, this next one was really funny. I found this last night and I was like, this has to be in there. Number seven, JK Rowling isn't real. Happy Pride Month. Oh, oh. JK Rowling's origin story is well known. She was a financially struggling single mother who came up with the idea for Harry Potter on a train, then wrote the first book in cafes. She's now one of the richest authors in the world, and according to this theory, none of that origin story is true. Harry Potter was actually masterminded by a team of advertisers and writers who lab-created a franchise that would appeal to the entire generation of millennials and to the world. And the woman you think is J.K. Rowling is just an actress hired to play the part of the author of uh, at events why that actress has gone on to write books that aren't part of the harry potter franchise is a bit of a mystery to be solved another day i think this is a little weedy yeah i would think this be more believable if jk rowling wasn't ruining her own franchise every year it seems now yeah the cursed child is definitely a bro moment <laughs> i feel like the cursed child like that that book um is is so is not even the worst it's like the fifth worst thing now that jk rowling's done the past five years to this franchise <laughs> yeah i just feel like th there's like there's motivation here like there's a good reason like just just one they wrote the care like they wrote the at least the first few books under a pseudonym right so it was jk rowling like that could be a dude that could be a girl it doesn't like no one knows and then like once it started picking up steam I mean, they got a movie deal by the time the second book was made. Like, that's kind of insane, especially for back then. There weren't really young adult movies being made. I think a team of ghostwriters, a team of people that had industry connections writing this series to be something that could transcend both, like, media, uh, like, types of books and movies... I don't know. This this sounds good. And seeing... This is kind of believable. Seeing the career self-sabotage that we've seen from J.K. Rowling, the person, in the past few years could just be that actress trying to cut ties from this role she got stuck playing for too long. I don't know. I think... <laughs> I definitely see what you're saying for sure. Like, there, it is a little bit plausible because also, like, 
they did do that whole replace Avril Lavigne thing. Shout out last year, but true. But also, I kind of think that she did write the books. So, are we thinking lay off the weed, or it was just a prank? Ah. Uh... Um, I don't want to put it as low as just a prank, but I would say like weedy. Lay off the weed is kind of there. Yeah. Yeah. A certified weed moment. <laughs> All right. This next one, uh, I apologize if we offend anyone. Uh-oh. Uh, the first of many uh, Kardashian-based conspiracy theories. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. I just saw what it was. All right. Khloe Kardashian is OJ Simpson's daughter. <laughs> Khloe's paternity has been one of the greatest mysteries among the Kardashian fans for years. The Simpsons and the Kardashians were friends who traveled together with their families long before Robert joined OJ's dream team when the latter was on trial. In 2009, Chloe asked Chris on an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians if she was adopted, noting that she has a darker complexion than her siblings and her hair looks different. The family revisited the subject again on the show in 2012 when Chris tried to get her family to do a DNA test to prove that Chloe was in fact Robert's daughter. Chloe refused the test and slammed Chris on the episode. Seriously, my dad is Robert Kardashian. My other dad is Bruce Jenner. If you fucked other people during the same time and you don't know, go on Mari. In July 2012, trolls continued to spam Chloe's social media accounts with messages of congratulations following news that OJ has been granted parole. Chloe responded in one tweet, people are assholes, but I don't care. LOL, I focus on the good. I would say this is definitely plausible. Yeah, I'm kind of with that. I do think this is plausible. Bruh, it's pouring down rain in my house right now. Not in it, but outside of it. What? I was about to say, if it's raining in your house, that sounds like a problem. No, (laughs) it's not quite that bad, but I can't believe it's raining. It's sunny. It never rains in LA, right? Bro, yeah. I wish I could photograph it. It's not coming across well. Oh, it's gone already. Goodbye, goodbye, Rain. What if there was just someone standing on the roof of your building with like a hose and they were just like trying to prank you? (laughs) (laughs) They got me. (laughs) (laughs) Josh, uh, what's your take here? I'm I'm pretty skeptical on this. I don't think I'm for it. I just because like Khloe Kardashian, like I don't know, she's gotten so much hate like through the beginning of the show and like. It's just a weird theory, and I kind of, I kind of feel bad for her in a way that it keeps coming up too. Like it's just a never-ending thing, and like I don't know, I just don't buy it. Especially like when you watch like the People versus OJ or any kind of like behind-the-scenes. Like Chris Jenner, I mean, was not a fan of OJ at all. It seemed from the beginning. Yeah, I, I definitely think that if. Khloe Kardashian was OJ's daughter, OJ would have already announced it on Twitter, like right after he got out of jail. (laughs) He would have been like, what's up, Twitter world? Khloe Kardashian is my daughter. (laughs) Like, it would have been the first thing. Uh, I feel like he's trying to, you know, grab at relevancy. So I feel like that would immediately uh, bring him back to the the forefront. I, I do. I kind of actually agree with you of the Kardashians. She's the one I sympathize with the most because yeah. it's like, damn, just because she looks a little different, has a more yeah. athletic build than her sisters, has a different kind of complexion. Uh, she's stuck with all these... Uh, all these random conspiracy theories about who her real father is. It's kind of messed up, but it's all Chris's fault. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know about the DNA test uh, episode, though. That is kind of wild. Yeah, if I ever had watched that show, I probably would have known, but I've never seen an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. The first couple of seasons, like, it was, I could see the uh, 
why people did watch it because some of it was kind of like so outrageous. I don't know. I don't know why you'd watch that show now. Yeah, I watched um a little bit of it like in the first bit of quarantine. Um but like I couldn't really get past season like 3. It was a lot. I guess I could see why people still watch the show if they've just always watched it. The show's never going to end. It ended. Well, yeah, but there's 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 like three spinoffs. So, well, we've got another Kardashian-based conspiracy theory coming next, but where where do we feel about the uh, the OJ Chloe one? I would say <clears throat> just a prank. I think it's plausible. Oh shit. Alden's Alden's a Alden's a Chloe Simpson truther. Let's hear your take here. I mean, I'm looking at a picture uh I've looked at a couple now after this, but comparing their faces, hers is not that far off. Look at a picture of OJ's other kids. That's a good point. I definitely see how it could be plausible because they have spent like time together and I feel like this is reinforcing my point. The face structure is just too similar. I don't know. I'm sticking with plausible here. It's a okay, that's enough for me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. <laughs> I've, I could maybe see this going into lay off the weed, but I really don't think you can go above that. I also feel like the consequences of this conspiracy theory being real are not that interesting. There are no consequences. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> a lot of these other like outcomes would be a lot funnier if they were true. Like if Walt Disney's head was actually frozen, I feel like th- like there would be a rush to figure out how we can like rejuvenate his body. I don't know, bro. I think she I think she just got a different build, bro. She just built different. <laughs> it was just a prank. For sure. I bet you the writers came up with the thing. Like the writers of Keeping Up with the Kardashians came up with the whole conspiracy theory. They probably did. It's likely. Okay. Here's the next one. Kris Jenner sold Kim's sex tape. (laughs) Kim Kardashian's sex tape with Ray J thrust her family into the spotlight in 2007. And despite Kim's professed humiliation over the leak in the first season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, some people don't think the tape was leaked at all. As the story goes, Kris Jenner orchestrated the sale of the video herself. In 2012, an anonymous source told the Star Magazine the video already existed, and Chris was there every step of the way as a middleman. She brought it in to market it as an adult entertainment company. Chris called the rumors, quote-unquote, nonsense. Speaking to The Hollywood Reporter, she said, you know, haters are going to hate, people are going to come up with the most ridiculous things. So, I'm thinking based. I kind of think based, yeah. I'm thinking this is a conspiracy fact. I mean, her responses to the situation did not, like, it, it, she definitely did it. Really smart marketing. You know, it's like, oh, hey, we're, you know, going to get our own reality show here soon. We'll probably do a lot better if we get my daughter involved in a scandal or, like, you know, a sex tape re- being leaked or whatever. Like, Ray J was the fall guy. <laughs> and, like, it, 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 it all worked. Yeah, I think definitely. I, I think it's I think it's based. Absolutely based. Up next, this one is uh, perhaps a little too based. Courtney Love killed Kurt Cobain. More than 20 years after Kurt Cobain's death uh, was officially ruled a suicide, a small group of naysayers still believe Kurt was murdered. Over the years, suspects have included everyone from his widow, Courtney Love, to maybe even fellow band members of Nirvana. Private investigator Tom Grant, who was hired by Courtney to investigate his death, later made stunning claims that Courtney had handwritten part of the singer's suicide letter. 
1998, the documentary Kurt and Courtney found no evidence that Courtney was behind Kurt's death, leading the pack of these so-called theorists has been Seattle-based writer Richard Lee, who made headlines again in 2015 after the Seattle Police Department released five never-before-seen photos of the shotgun found in Kurt's home. Lee, who attempted to push for the release of even more photos of the crime scene, Kurt and Courtney's daughter Frances Bean said would encourage disrupted stalkers and fanatical threats, has kept a growing list of murder suspects over the years, with Courtney at the top. I don't know if you guys have seen the documentary Soaked in Bleach, but it, it, it takes place right after 2015 with Richard Lee and the private investigator guy Tom Grant uh, trying to get to the bottom uh, of it, mostly using testimonial and archive footage. I did not see that. Um, I think this is definitely plausible. Yeah, at the very least, it's plausible. I mean, they mishandled his case, too. So it's just like it's all around pretty weird. Yeah, the investigation when he was, uh, when his death was ruled a suicide was just all sorts of messes. And, like, the biggest reason that they, like, the shotgun photos, like, the the murder weapon photos or the suicide weapon photos were such a big deal. One, they were released, like, a long time after, like, 20 years later. And the way that the gun was kind of, like, in in the scene indicated that he would have had to pull the trigger with his left hand which wouldn't have made sense seeing as how it was a 12-gauge shotgun and he was right-handed. Like, it, it would have been impossible for him to pull the trigger on a gun that long while also having enough heroin in his body to kill a horse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't doubt that Kurt Cobain wanted to die. I just don't think he committed suicide. Yeah, I, I totally agree. agree with that. 100%. They found uh, her handwriting in his su- uh, part of his suicide note. They found, like, stacks of paper of her practicing his handwriting. I need to... That's crazy. That's why you can't be with, like, bitches, man. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, but they even... They cremated his body, like, only a few days after. Before the investigation even finished, which is not how you handle that. Yeah, that's crazy. No, they're definitely covering that shit up. Oh, this is what she looks like? Whoa. Yeah, she definitely killed him. <laughs> Josh, what what's your thoughts here? You seem to be the most skeptical out of the panel, which is kind of surprising. I, I guess so, I guess for these topics. Uh, but for this one, um, of course, there's a really famous conspiracy that people really believe in. I think you're right, Nate. There's no doubt Kurt Cobain was going through a lot of shit, and a suicide is definitely possible, but... Josh... What if I told you that they were about to get divorced and she was about to be written out of his will? Right, but let me let me just continue. But and she knew a, this. Okay, now I totally lost my train of thought. Uh, you were saying it was possible that Kurt Cobain was going through a lot and, like, you know, he might have killed himself. You were saying that's possible, but... And then Alden interrupted you. But there is a lot of evidence towards that. It might have not even been Courtney or she could have... Uh, it could have been orchestrated. Um, could have been like a hitman, like a murder for hire type situation too. Yeah, there's... That's why I would say more so plausible than like based. Because there definitely are like other factors. But I don't think that he killed himself for sure. If he did have much... If he did have like heroin in him, he could have been just so fucked up that he did take a shotgun and use the left hand. But 
a lot of that is just so like, sus. How could you even pull the trigger? Like, that fucked up? That's, like, no yeah, way. that doesn't add up. I think my stock is inside out. I say we put it in plausible. Yeah. yeah. I'm with plausible. Damn, she looks crazy, though. What is... I think she looks like um like that duck from McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> the duck from McDonald's? Are you talking about, like... What is that bird's name? I can't remember, dude. I'm looking it up. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the next one? <laughs> no, I, I. this is pressing news. I, I need you to tell me the name of this duck. Birdie the early bird. Yeah, because she was the breakfast mascot. I'd be pulling up with the hash browns. <laughs> 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 That's definitely me. I'm going to dress like this for work today. <laughs> Up next, this one's uh, this one's a little out there. Lewis Carroll, the author of Alice in Wonderland, was actually Jack the Ripper. Whoa. There have been many conspiracy theories related to Alice's Adventures in Wonderland author, Lewis Carroll, whose real name was Charles Ludwig Dodgson. The most stunning theory is that he was Jack the Ripper. Despite there being no substantive evidence, in 1996, Richard Wallace published Jack the Ripper, Lighthearted Friend, asserting that Carol had teamed up with Thomas Verbain for the murders. Wallace based this theory on anagrams from Carol's The Nursery Alice and the first volume of Sylvie and Bruno, which Wallace claimed were actually confessions from the author. Uh, it's pretty noted that he wrote a lot of his, um, his novels, his books, uh, the Alice in the Wonderland series, under the influence of severe psychedelics, mushrooms, um, LSD, or a very early version of it. Lewis Carroll was definitely a bit of a, uh, very much a psychedelic uh, narrator. Uh, so they're saying, in a way, using anagrams and writing in code and these kind of nonsensical nursery rhymes could have been confessions of his, his murders as Jack the Ripper. They were both active in the same part of London at the same time. Um, there's not a lot of hard evidence, but I don't know. I think it's definitely interesting. Uh, I got his birth chart up here. Yeah, it looks like... What's his birth chart say? I'm trying to read it. It's a lot of symbols. Uh, I think that he <laughs> is... Oh, yeah, he's a Sagittarius. He's definitely crazy. It says that he um, is a murderer, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so as astrology is enough to convict someone nowadays? Yeah, they'll accept it in court. No, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but this just made me look up uh, when nitrous oxide was first used. I don't know. I think that this one's fun to believe in, but I think it's very much lay off the weed. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's that's what I feel. At that time, they were like, bro, like, layeth off thine herb. <laughs> <laughs> layeth off thine herb. I love it. All right. This one uh, this one might be fun for you, Julie. Okay. This is uh, Nicolas Cage is actually a vampire. Oh, I'm with it. In 2011, an antiques dealer named Jack Mord listed a photograph for sale on eBay. This photograph was taking, taken around 1870, but according to Mord, the man in the photograph was Nicolas Cage. Personally, I believe it's him, and that he is some sort of walking, undead-slash-vampire who quickens-slash-reinvents himself once every 75 years or so, Mord wrote in the listing. Obviously, this theory caught on like wildfire because it's hilarious and it involves Nicolas Cage, but according to Nicholas, it's not even a little bit true. 
You can't take pictures of vampires, he told David Letterman in 2012. I don't drink blood, and the last time I t- looked in the mirror, I had a reflection. Likely story. <laughs> yeah, is there any proof of him not drinking blood? <laughs> <laughs> is there any proof of him not drinking blood? I honestly, if he were a vampire, I feel like being a, a Hollywood elite, being connected to the entertainment industry would make a lot of sense. Oh, absolutely. No, 100%. That's where all the vampires are. I'm so serious. I'm kind of like, I believe this a little bit. Out of all the movies he's been in, has he ever played a vampire? No. I think he's been in a vampire movie, but I think he played, like, the vampire hunter. Yeah. Was it in that Abraham Lincoln vampire movie? I don't think he's in that one, but it would be a lot better if he was. I kind of like that movie. Anyway, he, I think he might be a vampire, like, a little a little bit, because, because you can get special cameras to capture vampires. If they know about it, they know, like, that... You can do that. I don't know if you guys can see this photo, but the 1870 photo does look a lot like Nicolas Cage. Oh, I've seen that photo. It does look like him. Whoa. They pretty much look like the same person. The only notifiable difference is the ear placement. This guys are not tucked, but the face structure is very similar. Could that could that also just be like a you can also say that's like a reincarnation thing? Sure. If you believe in that. Right. I don't I don't think I believe in vampires, but if I did, I would believe that uh, Nicolas Cage was one. Like, kind of believe in vampires. He's like 57, allegedly, right now. Allegedly, yeah. I'm looking at, like, young pictures of him, and I think the only difference is that he just put on a little bit of weight. Like, he doesn't look like he's aged at all. And the man who sold this photo, Jack Moore, did say that uh, he believes every 75 years or so that Nicolas Cage quickens slash reinvents himself. And isn't his son, like, super emo, too? Sorry. Yeah, he does have a goth son. His son do be looking like JoJo from uh, the fucking Horton Hears a Who. (laughs) 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 I had a crush on him when I was, like... Yeah, we can tell. (laughs) (laughs) That's tough. <laughs> it was the way he sang the Ario Speedwagon song at the end. <laughs> it was. It literally was at the end. <laughs> I don't know. I, honestly, I think this might be stupidly high. Like, I know it involves Nicolas Cage and vampires, but I kind of want to peep this out. <laughs> yeah, I'd say let's peep this out. I want to peep this out 100%. Yeah. And he has that, like, crazy house. In L.A., like, where a bunch of weird shit happened. Dude, yeah. Okay, cool. We'll put it at the bottom of, let's peep this out, right next to Walt Disney's cryogenically frozen head. How bad can I be? I don't think I like the Onceler as much. No, definitely not. The gloves are kind of freaky. It's also, he's voiced by Ed Helms. Nowhere near as attractive. <laughs> yeah, no. It was JT, right? In the Horton Hears a Who? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Paul McCartney is dead. The Paul is Dead is an urban legend and conspiracy theory alleging that English musician Paul McCartney of the Beatles died on the 9th of November 1966 and was secretly replaced by a lookalike. The rumor began circulating around in 1967 but grew in popularity after being reported on American college campuses in late 1969. Proponents based this theory on perceived clues found in Beatles songs and album covers, clue hunting proved infectious and within a few weeks had become an international phenomenon. According to the theory, McCartney died in a car crash and to spare the public from grief, the surviving Beatles replaced him with the winner of a McCartney lookalike contest. 
sometimes identified as William Campbell or Billy Shears. Afterwards, the band left messages in their music and album artwork to communicate the truth to their fans. These would include the 1968 song Glass Onion, in which Lennon sings, Here's another clue for you all, The Walrus Was Paul. And the cover photo of their album Abbey Road, in which McCartney is shown barefoot and walking out of step with his bandmates. Rumors declined after an interview with McCartney, who had been secluded with his family in Scotland, was published in Life magazine in November 1969. During the 70s, the phenomenon was the subject of analysts in the fields of sociology, psychology, and communications. McCartney parodied the hoax with the title and cover art of his 1993 live album, Paul is Live. In 2009, Time magazine included Paul is Dead in its feature, on 10 of the world's most enduring conspiracy theories. I think this one's a lot of fun. I think this one has a lot of evidence that you can kind of dig into. Um, it's very much a product of its time, though. Yeah. I feel like as the uh, Beatles started to shift more toward like that psychedelic rock sound in the late 60s, coming up with a conspiracy theory about Paul being dead in a car crash, and then them hiding secret truths to that in all of their music moving forward just seems a little little on the nose but it is weird how they always highlight paul paul's always the one who's doing something different on all the albums yeah i haven't seen enough of the album let me go look some up but i feel like this would be at the top of like weed i'm i'm kind of thinking it was just a prank i don't if they were trying to hide like his death they they wouldn't have uh, cryptic messages in their songs and album art. A good point. Yeah, like, if they wanted to hide it, it would be, like... Also, I feel like this is not as, like, suspicious as, like, the... <laughs> I need to lay off the weed. Fucking Kurt Cobain. It's not as, like, suspicious as, like, the Kurt Cobain one, so I feel like it's not that crazy. Yeah, I feel like if we... It, like, I I'm trying to think of this from, like, the remaining band... Like, the remaining Beatles perspective... Like, the motive of, like, hey, you're the biggest band in the world. Literally everyone loves your music. And then, arguably the most popular of the four of you dies. You just, like, replace him with a lookalike. I, I don't know. That that would be like if, instead of Jory leaving the podcast, I left the podcast. And then you guys were like, who, who can talk the most like Nate? Okay, well, let's do a Nate sound-alike contest and replace <laughs> Nate with that guy. Or did we already do that? Shh. Oh my god, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Nate died on celebrating his birthday last weekend. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think this one's definitely lay off the weed. I think it's one of the most fun conspiracy theories to dig into, but I think there's absolutely zero merit to it. Oh, I've got one of these charts up here with like young Paul McCartney versus now's face. It's got little arrows and stuff. I don't know. I mean, it's been like 50, 60 years. I'm sure he's aged quite a bit. <laughs> For his age, Paul McCartney looks pretty good, though. Yeah, he does. I think it's because he didn't do too much plastic surgery. Like a lot of the other rock stars that are still kicking around his age either did a lot of steroids or a lot of plastic surgery. Yeah, I would definitely say lay off the weed for this guy. Up next, we've got a, uh, a Jeff Butcher original OG conspiracy theory. Oh, that's what that is. Let's go. Pornhub is a PSYOP, a Jeff Butcher conspiracy theory. 
Look at the way Pornhub generates usage. It is a government psyop encouraged by big sex to push sex onto the masses so people are in their beds watching quote-unquote sex so they don't rise up against the government. And the unverified amateur quote-unquote content was simply to make people think that normal people have sex, which they clearly don't because I would know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Um, I would say... So, Jeff Butcher claims... If people were fucking, he would know. I don't even know who Jeff Butcher is, and I think that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's enough, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't even formulate a thought on this one. I feel like there's just not enough evidence. I mean, obviously, they're there to make money, so they probably have a good algorithm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why the government would want to suppress the masses with free pornography. Yeah, like, what does he think the government is doing, like... Alright, this next one's... This next one's equally out of pocket, so bear with me here. Awesome. Number 15, Richard Gere and the Gerbil. According to 1993 tabloid article, Richard Gere was taken to a hospital emergency room to have a gerbil removed from his rectum. The notion of gerbiling, not necessarily restricted to homosexuals as the insertion of items into the rectum for purposes of autoeroticism is practiced by heterosexuals as well, appears to be pure invention, a tale fabricated to demonstrate the depravity in which some would allegedly pursue sexual pleasure. While people do stick all sorts of unusual items up their rectums, they also do it for reasons other than sexual pleasure. This is honestly one of those conspiracy theories that has a lot of pop culture references for some reason. Um, there's like episodes of The Simpsons where like Richard Gere and a gerbil are like walking in the background. It's like, why, why is everyone leaning into this tabloid article? One, why was this written? There's a lot of really funny moments to this, but no hard evidence. This was just a prank. Like, this is the definition of just a prank. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. That's so funny. This is th- this is a little out of pocket. I follow my my friend's um, ex-girlfriend on Twitter. That girl posts the most insane stuff. I saw like this video of her outstretched and it was like her butthole had like a diameter of like like 2 inches, like maybe even 3. It was huge. Sheesh. I would I would say maybe even closer to like Four. Yeah, it was big. Big enough to fit a gerbil? Big enough to fit, like, an arm, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I looked this up, and there's a Snopes posting from 1998, and they have a whole, like, explanation of gerbiling and its origins. Yeah, that's where I got, like, this definition from. Oh my god. That's crazy. I can't really get on the gerbiling. Sorry. Oh, no, no, you're good. I, I, I don't think anyone actually does that, and if they do... We, sh- we should reopen the psych wards. <laughs> All right, this one's a lot of fun. Stevie Wonder isn't really blind. <laughs> I, saw, I saw the picture and I, I, I was like, I hope I, I hope I know it's that. Stevie Wonder truthers point to a few things over and over again to quote unquote prove their theory. He once caught a mic stand mid-fall. He likes to sit courtside at basketball games. <laughs> and he had a reputation for being a prankster as a kid, despite having supposedly gone blind at a very young age. Interesting observations, only they completely disregard the fact that Stevie has four other senses to work with. Also, you don't need sight to know that you're sitting courtside far away from the beer-drunk plebs. It is the way to go if you can afford it. (laughs) That's funny. 
I don't know, bro. Have you guys seen that video of him catching the mic stand? No, I'm gonna watch it. No, yeah. That sounds like some uh, Daredevil shit. <laughs> I cried at Daredevil. The Ben Affleck one? I saw a post of someone complaining about a hotel giving their, like, presidential suite away to someone else. And it turns out they gave it to Stevie Wonder. Oh, wait, this probably is going to look like shit on stream. I'll just uh, I'll copy and paste the link. It's wild. <laughs> Paul McCartney's in the video. Mm-hmm. The dead guy. Oh, my God, he's dead. Ghosts and blind people. That's crazy. So you're telling me Daredevil was your uh, Black Panther, Julie? Oh, for sure. For sure. I don't even know what happened at the end. She died, I guess. She got, like, hit with a sigh. I don't even know. Oh, yeah, but with Raphael's weapon from Ninja yeah, Turtles. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I was like, that cut deep. Like, I love the Ninja Turtles. Was it, the was it like, the workout music, like, working out to Evanescence, uh, Bring Me to Life, that sold you on the on the movie oh yeah i fucking love evanescence oh, this sounds like a commentary track <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would be a lot of fun <laughs> that would be really fun i don't know what to think of this video he hit his head on the mic like he should have he, he definitely heard that <laughs> maybe maybe he is just daredevil bro he just has like these like super power like senses. senses yeah I think he knew, like, he was singing into the mic, he knew where the mic was, and, like, he, yeah, he definitely heard Mr. McCartney knock his shit on that. <laughs> yeah, it was not a light tap. Yeah, so I I think that it's... Have you ever heard, like, other celebrities talk about it, though? I think, no. uh, <laughs> But what's her face on the left was just watching the entire ordeal go down. I think it was Lionel Richie said in, like, an interview, and it was it was definitely a joke, but he said in an interview, uh, the, they asked him about, it, like, Stevie Wonder, and he was like, oh, that dude, you think he's blind? I saw that man driving once. <laughs> 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 and then uh, Shaq is another, like, uh... <laughs> truther where he thinks that uh stevie wonder has been able to see the whole time <laughs> that's funny incredible um i would say like maybe let's beat this out or <laughs> 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 yeah let's beat this out works for me he might not be blind i want to see the vision tests okay fine <laughs> josh what are you thinking <laughs> if it is a prank it's one of the greatest pranks of this generation <laughs> that would be the best prank oh if he was just pretending to be blind the whole time that was the prank <laughs> yeah oh dude <laughs> that would be so legendary that that would honestly be hilarious he just comes out, he's like, one day I forgot to take my sunglasses off, I just went with it. <laughs> this next one's uh, pretty popular. Number 16, Ted Cruz is the Zodiac ki Killer. A facetious conspiracy theory, the meme suggesting that Ted Cruz, a United States senator and former 2016 U.S. presidential candidate, is the Zodiac Killer, an unidentified serial killer active in the late 1960s and early 1970s. Cruz, born in 1970, could not have possibly committed these murders, which <laughs> began b before his birth. Circulators of this meme do not genuinely believe that he was the Zodiac Killer, citing the absurdity of its premise. NPR wrote about the meme, It captured a feeling that people have about Cruz. They think he's creepy, and they want to point that out as clearly as they can. 
<laughs> That's funny. So is the theory that he is the Zodiac Killer or is the theory that the meme was created because he's creepy? Um, that the this latter part of that is just straight up a fact. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, but the theory is that he's actually the Zodiac Killer. I don't think that he's the Zodiac Killer, but he's fucking creepy and if someone told me that i and it came out as a fact i wouldn't be like oh no way like I would yeah be, i feel like he's capable of the same stuff yeah, yeah but he's not the same person yeah you know people get murdered every day in wherever he is so i'm sure he's doing it there so he might be a, just a different version of the zodiac killer I don't know. I like when it gets so cold in Texas that he flees. Definitely a <laughs> meme. Like, this dude's, like, fleeing fleeing the country trying to visit Cancun. Yeah, he's pretty memeable. Have you seen the one where um, he's, like, giving a speech or whatever and someone holds up a sign and they're like, we want answers? I do think the meme was enough to completely derail his uh, 2016 uh, run for oh, president. for sure. Easily. For sure. He just got memed on so hard. He really did. I think even, like... The other candidates were like making fun of him too. Yeah, Trump. Trump was like called him the Zodiac Killer to his face on the debate stage. It was one of the best moments in the GOP history. Oh, that's so. I gotta see that. Josh, what's your take here? Where do you think it belongs? I mean, it was literally a prank. Yeah, yeah. it's just. A I prank. do think it's the best prank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely prankable. This one's not really all that pop culture related, but. We are talking about James Cameron movies in the next couple of weeks, so uh, it's relevant to that. Number nine, the Titanic never sank. This theory, popularized by Robert Gardner's 1998 book, Titanic, the ship that never sank, persists uh, that the Titanic sister ship, the Olympic, fell to the bottom of the Atlantic on April 15th, 1912, not the Titanic, as part of an insurance scam. Go with it. Trouble began when the Olympic which was virtually identical to the Titanic, crashed into the Royal Navy warship HMS Hawk in 1911, and White Star Line, owner of the twin ships, was found to be at fault for the collision. You don't need J.P. Morgan's credentials to know what that means. Money loss. The theory goes to make up for the financial hit. White Star Line, owned by J.P. Morgan, patched up its damaged goods, sent the vessel out disguised as the Titanic, at disguised as the Titanic and orchestrated its sinking for an insurance payout that would more than make up for its previous money drain, especially since the real Titanic, a shiny new ship, would be up and running in the aftermath. You can sort through the fishy details at your own leisure, but consider this in the meantime. J.P. Morgan was supposed to board the Titanic for its maiden voyage, but conveniently canceled those plans day of. There's definitely motive. So they're saying a boat sank, but it wasn't the Titanic. Yes, a boat definitely sank. They're saying it's the ship that was built at the same exact time that is nearly identical, the Olympic. Everyone boarded the Olympic thinking it was the Titanic, and that's why the publications are that the Titanic was sinking. But the quote-unquote Titanic that sank was actually the Olympic that had already had issues from a previous accident, and they let it sink to make more money off of, off of the insurance. I see. I think this is um, like a let's peep this out or even a plausible like I think the Titanic. I think I've heard this before. 
the Titanic is alive somewhere. Vampire Nick Cage has to find it, I guess. Oh, that would be a great National Treasure three. <laughs> that would that would actually be great. I would watch that. Nicholas Cage scuba diving, try to find if the ti- if the Titanic that sank was the real Titanic. I mean, it took us until like semi recently even to find the Titanic. So I'm gonna steal the real Titanic. <laughs> 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 oh, could you imagine where Nicolas Cage and Owen Wilson team up to find something? <laughs> he would just be like, wow, that is the Titanic. <laughs> what are we going to do now? <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if it's like plausible, plausible, but let's yeah. keep this out is still plenty. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel like the other ones that are in Let's Peep This Out, though, are kind of like somewhat ironic but i feel like there's enough evidence and motive here where it's like that makes a lot of sense and you look at like who jp morgan was i mean the man was definitely a bit of a go-getter and knew how to make his his deals he's up there with like the rockefellers in terms of like old wealth and monopolies uh so i don't think this would be the most shady thing in his track record either yeah i think that you are correct I would say, like, bottom of plausible. I'd say it's slightly less plausible. <clears throat> Winnie the Pooh is an allegory for mental illness. Like Alice in Wonderland, Winnie the Pooh is so brilliant and imaginative, there are those who can't believe the author, A.A. A. Milner, didn't have an agenda. Conspiracy theorists will tell you that every Pooh character represents a diagnosable mental illness. For example, Winnie the Pooh is an eating disorder, Christopher Robin has schizophrenia, Piglet has anxiety disorder... Rabbit is a narcissist personality disorder. Uh, Tigger's got ADHD. Eeyore's got depression. It's pretty tempting to buy into this one, but Snope says it's all bullshit. I don't know. I I mean, if he says... Character archetypes. I don't know. I mean, if he says it's not, like... I don't know why he would say that it wasn't if it wasn't. Because, like, that's kind of a cool thing. I would be like, yeah, yeah, I totally meant to do that. Like, Either way, I really relate to Eeyore. Same. <laughs> I'm a piglet stan. Also same. Yeah, piglet's kind of the goat. Eeyore too. I'm I'm like them, Loki. Good combo. Yeah. Or there's like one where they go into this forest or whatever and there's like freaky trees. Oh my god, hold on. I'll s- <laughs> But I feel like this theory is um I would I don't even know. Like based maybe. If AA Milne had this uh had this like thing going for it why wasn't this a theme of christopher robin i think that you're right i don't know where to put it though like it's interesting but i feel like it's kind of lay off the weedy yeah Yeah. i mean if he says it's bullshit he pretty much told everybody to lay off the weed yeah yeah like it's interesting to look at the the books and the show with that in mind you know because it's like oh those characters clearly you know have symptoms of that you know, illness, and it, it, I feel like it adds a layer to it, but at the same time, it's probably not what the author intended. They're just different characters that can show and teach lessons to Christopher Robin through make-believe. Yeah, no, I think I think definitely lay off the weed for this. Sweet. 
If Alden actually moves to New York, I'm getting the Ford F-150 logo tatted on my left ass cheek, Julie. Ooh, I'm with that. Built Ford Tough. Yeah, it's going to say Built Ford Tough. I'll get like a Benz one if you move to LA. I don't think I want to, but (laughs) we'll see. (laughs) What was it like living in LA in 2020? Yeah, good question. (laughs) Uh, Crazy. It was lame, bro. Fucking lame. Yeah, honestly, like I wasn't super in... In the heat of it, I guess. I mean, I worked a lot during the pandemic, thankfully. Um, Yeah, I just found, like, random essential jobs or whatever. Like, I think this time last year I was working at Amazon. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's okay. I appreciate that. Um, (laughs) But I quit. Uh, Fuck Jeff Bezos. I will continue to say that Amazon is awful. And then I quit that job and I started working at like CVS and Ross and then um, a dispensary. And I still work at the dispensary. Nice. So like that's my experience has just been hustling. Like a lot of people I think too, just kind of like if you want to stay here, you have to do it or or you leave, you know? Definitely. Definitely. It's, the, it's that same energy here too. So that being said, I don't know if I'm going to stay here another year. I'm trying to decide. Respect trying to decide what i'm about to do so i will say uh josh brought this up the other day while we were taking a walk but uh you were the first uh duel of the takes guest to get covid oh fuck that was so lame dude that sucked (laughs) i remember you were so excited to finally go home and see your family and you're like jokes on you i have covid it was so lame it was so lame and i flew home for my birthday and so like the actual day of my birthday this was a whole like sequence um the day of my birthday i um had to work and i had to get my license like fixed so i had to spend like I drove from work to the DMV and I stayed there and then had to go to work again till like for my birthday. And then at work, one of my coworkers was super fucked up and like hit on me and I had to like beat the shit out of him. Not really, but like, you know, it was a thing. And then I flew home and I'm literally on the way to my niece's baptism. And they were like, yeah, you have COVID. And I was like, you're fucking joking. And they were like, we're not. (laughs) Go quarantine. And yeah, and then, but thankfully that happened because I would have lost my job uh, because Amazon was like, if you fly home, like we're going to fire you. And I was like, well, I'm going. Good. And then I tested positive and they couldn't fire me. And now I love my job, so. Yeah, exactly. It's literally my job to not lay off the weed. (laughs) Number 13, Taylor Swift is a clone of a satanic priestess. In 2016, (laughs) the internet noticed that Taylor Swift looks a lot like Xena LaVey, the daughter of the Church of Satan founder Anton LaVey. She served as a high priestess in the church in the late 1980s, but stepped down and renounced LaVeyan Satanism in December of 1989, the same month that Taylor Swift was born. None of that, however, is as interesting as this theory. Which, po- uh, which points that Taylor is either a clone of Xena, perhaps created by the Illuminati or similar secret society to spread the secular movement of Satanism to the masses through pop song success. I don't think this photo is going to do it justice, but just look up Xena LaVey and Taylor Swift. Oh. The side-by-side photos are nuts. They look a lot alike. This is very interesting. This is an interesting theory. 
And she is the biggest pop star of the last decade, at least. Yeah, honestly, like if Taylor Swift is preaching Satanism, that would make a lot of sense because I've been following <laughs> her since day one, bro. And look at me, like I've got the devil all over my clothes. The devil all the time? The devil all the fucking time. He looks so pretty like a devil, bro. Those are her words. I would say, I would say plausible. Almost based. Josh, Alden, where are you guys leaning on this one? I never heard of this one before. Yeah, me neither. This is scarily close. Yeah, you got me with this one. I'm a firm believer. And I love Taylor Swift, so I have more power to her, you know? I mean, honestly, I think this would actually elevate Taylor Swift's career. Yeah. Like, if this was real, I feel like this would be a big move for her. We'd get a cool metal album in like a year. <laughs> yeah. That would be clean. Taylor, could you imagine Taylor Swift going straight from Evermore into like a Metallica cover album? Like, <laughs> that would be so sick. She's just like, Bleh! <laughs> in the fucking mic. Oh my God. Bro, this is crazy. It's not even just like their faces are very similar. They're exactly the same. They're the same height. Yeah, I think the birthday thing is, is like the cake for me. Yeah. I guess, like, the real motive is, like, a little tricky, though. Whatever secret society has cloning technology to make this happen. The Sith. What is that fucking... Have you seen that movie? Yeah, sorry, Nate. I'll I'll think about the movie. No, what movie? I've seen a lot of them. I'm trying to remember what it was called. Um, fucking... She... This girl, like, moves to a different state, and then she gets like kidnapped by this cult uh the florida project no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i feel like it had an eight in it like room eight or some bullshit no um but either way i think that it's very possible that you know it's like a reincarnation or something i think that the government is definitely linked with like satan in some way just like just like um the fucking cabin in the woods you know what i'm saying they know taylor swift has been born just to produce their messages and the government lets it happen <laughs> word um so we thinking we thinking let's peep this out we think implausible josh josh let's have you weigh in here because it's a new theory that i've just heard of i can't say it's i can't put it in the top two tiers but I don't know. Maybe it could be let's peep this out, but also I want to say lay off the weed because, I mean, it's kind of the same thing with the OJ thing where it's just kind of we're going based off of looks. And also we're, we're not talking about like if she's related or something. We're talking about a cloning. Like, so it's a little more out there. True. Yeah, there is a lot of circumstantial evidence for sure. Uh, nothing super solid, so... I just want to know, like, the motivation. Like, I want to know, like, do we need to listen to, like, all these albums in reverse? <laughs> Is that why she's going through and re-recording stuff now? We yeah. have to we have to backmask it and, like, really get into it like we did with the Paul McCartney's Dead one? You know, like, is there, like, secret messaging in all of her music? Uh, I think, yes. It's the undertones, <laughs> you know? It, it vibrates with your brain frequencies. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> just kidding just kidding either top of lay off the weed or let, bottom of let's peep this out for me personally i kind of want to peep this out myself peep it out i'm down for peep it out sweet oh shit my chicken and waffles is here oh this is the main event i know what that is this is uh this is another one of my personal favorites this is the main event number 10 david bowie predicted kanye west 
At the heart of this conspiracy theory is the cover of David Bowie's 1972 album, The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, which features Bowie standing under a sign that reads K.West. Sure, you could write that off as a coincidence, it's just the name of a store, etc. But now consider that the album opens with a song called Five Years, in which Ziggy learns the world will end in that amount of time unless a star man comes to the rescue. When was Kanye born? Five years exactly after the album was, was released. The day? To the day, yeah. That's crazy. And, uh, you know, the amount of time until a star man comes to the rescue. What was the name of David Bowie's last album? Kanye. No, Black Star. <laughs> Who was the biggest black star when David Bowie passed? Kanye West. That's crazy. Weren't they going to... Weren't they going to work on an album together? They were, actually. Yeah. That's cool. Kanye is the savior. That album would have been great. I would say this is a little weedy for sure, but (laughs) (laughs) I like it. It's a fun theory. I think it's a lot of fun. It's got the same level of energy as the Paul McCartney one for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure uh, one of our past guests, Mikhail, probably has a lot to say about this. Should we tag him? Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like he's talked about it before. I would say, yeah. Um, that's interesting that Kanye can save us all from David Bowie in the labyrinth. Is that the villain Kanye has to protect us from or no? I don't know. I guess that's just like the the theory is that like, uh, I guess Bowie is the, uh, the John to... Uh, like John the Baptist to Kanye's uh, Christ see. figure, you know? So it's kind of it. like he led the way, he preached about him coming, I guess. I don't know. I feel like there would be more themes of, of I don't know, maybe if they were in the same, like, genre or same art form, it would probably, like, make sense, but... They're both innovative artists in their respected genres, though. They both pushed boundaries. Absolutely. I mean, I think you could definitely say that Kanye West is like the David Bowie of rap, for sure. Yeah. Like, in modern music, rap is kind of rock. It's become that very popular thing that, like... True. We all listen to, like, how rock was in the 70s and 80s. It's on par with pop music, just how, like, rock was on par with pop music in those decades. So you're telling me this is plausible? Um... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about those themes you were saying. Maybe kind of like a prediction that he was gonna save music in some way that's what more that's more more i was thinking he was just kind of predicting that a great next generational star was gonna come i don't know i feel like people are very in touch you know david bowie is probably a really spiritual person um so i don't think it's out of the question to think that he predicted this like i think he used some like chi or something to like summon kanye west exactly 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 so, uh, people in LA know all about it, bro. <laughs> do I believe it? No. This... Do I think it's really fun to talk about? Yeah. So it's fun to peep. It's fun to peep this out. Fun to peep. I'm with the peep. Well, here it is. This is our uh, this is our pop culture conspiracy theory tier list. Um, Yay! The, the only the only based one that we believe is the uh, Chris planting the Kim Kardashian sex tape. That hundred percent happened. And the only one that was as bad as the ones that we uh, said was okay. That's enough. Last year was Jeff Butcher's Pornhub conspiracy theory. Yep. 
<laughs> that I feel like this is perfect. Honestly, I agree with the placements of these a lot more than last year. Yeah. So I think this is a really solid list. Solid. Solid list. My dog thinks I'm going to give him something. Are you giving him a chicken or a waffle? No, he's getting neither. I gave him a whole peanut butter and jelly sandwich last night. Why? Because I didn't eat it. It was like leftover from work. I was like, here you go. He ate it. He liked it. Hey, Josh. Yes. Uh, so we saw Scott Pilgrim versus the world remastered or whatever, I guess. Uh-huh. Brie Larson is trending on Billboard for Black Sheep in two categories. Isn't that song not even on Spotify, like the one covered by Brie Larson? So it's on Spotify. A bunch of people have posted it as podcasts. But it's not in the, like, album. You can't listen to it as an actual song. I hate everything about that. Like, I don't think it was released anywhere unless you got, like, exclusive vinyl for the movie. I don't know why people go this hard for Edgar Wright's worst movie. Scott Pilgrim? I like that movie. Uh, Yeah, I like it a lot. I like it too, but every other one of his movies is better. Yeah, but I have the most fun with this one. No way. Baby Driver's way more fun. Hot Fuzz is way more fun. Mm, Shaun of the Dead is way more fun. I love Hot Fuzz, but I don't think I like Shaun of the Dead as much as I like Scott Pilgrim. That's fair. That's fair. The World's End is Josh's personal favorite, I think. It is. It's def- It's. I think it's the funniest. Yeah, that one is pretty funny. I like This is the End. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that the Seth Rogen one where the world's ending and Michael Sarah's on cocaine? Yeah, that one's pretty funny. Yeah, exactly. That one's fucking hilarious. I feel like I watch it like once a month. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Julie, thank you again for joining us. Is there anything we can promote in terms of sad eyes? I'm wearing my purple hoodie I got last year right now, so. Oh, sick. Yeah, I'm wearing um, I'm wearing a tee as well. I have, I am actually working right now on something kind of big. Um, I'll be coming out with a commercial soon. Um, I've been working with some really cool people out here. So um, we're going to be filming over the next couple of weeks, and I guess the commercial will be out maybe next month. Um, But the commercial is for the summer line, pretty much. Everything is all related to the the tarot, the tree of life, everything pretty cool. Um, So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for everyone to see the commercial. I guess that's it. (laughs) Sweet. Yeah, well, whenever that gets, uh, whenever that tra- that trailer, that commercial drops, we've got you covered. We'll share the link. We'll put it uh, everywhere. Uh, and in the meantime, we'll just link your social media, your Instagram, and the website in the description for this episode. Cool. Thank you so much. And Nate, I'm going to send you something for your birthday, by the way. I got a bunch of... Sheesh. Thank you guys for having me. I had a great time. This was super sick. Next year yeah anytime see you next year yeah what's the what's the theme for next year's conspiracy theory let's do um supernatural conspiracy theories Ooh, ooh, like ghosts and shit yeah yeah all right yeah that sounds like a vibe we're gonna do it live from a oh we're gonna do it live from a haunted house yeah that would be clean (laughs) (laughs) that would be kind of (laughs) tight that would be so tight